Welcome to Winning at Wealth, where we throw the Wall Street jargon in the garbage, promote a healthy money mindset, and equip you with the tools necessary for you to win at wealth. I'm your host, John Burdett, and I'm so excited you've decided to spend this time with me. Now let's get to it. The following program is sponsored by Fourth Avenue Financial, which is solely responsible for its content. John K. Burdett II is not providing investment, legal, or tax advice. Thanks so much for joining me today. When we think about winning at wealth, our minds naturally gravitate to investments. We all know that over time, investments are the place to really grow your wealth. Because of this, there's a great temptation to try to skip ahead the steps you need to follow to build wealth. As a refresher, there are five simple steps to the Winning at Wealth program. They're as follows. One, develop the proper money lens. Understand money and how it works. Know that money and wealth are not the same thing. Two, budgeting. Always live below your means so you can create savings and investment. Money shouldn't rule your life. You're the one in charge of your money. Three, emergency funds. You should have three to six months of living expenses in an emergency fund. If you're carrying consumer debts, save one month's expenses first and pay off the debt before completing your emergency fund. Four, investing. Match the correct investment tool to your goal. Financial freedom comes when your investments earn more than you do. Five, repeat and refine the process. Continue to consistently follow the steps and build healthy money habits that lead to wealth creation. Be generous with your time, knowledge, and money because wealth is created in the service of others. None of these steps by themselves is difficult to understand. I know you all have the ability to complete each one if you make the decision to win at wealth. The steps are in this particular order for good reason. Moving ahead before completing the previous task will risk your hard work and progress. The emergency fund that we're talking about on today's episode seems so simple, but in my experience, it's the step that many people try to skip. I realize a savings account or a money market fund isn't as exciting as participating in the stock market. Let's face it, it's just not that sexy. There's no one on Instagram posing on their rented yacht, bragging about the money they made in their savings account. It's important to understand that the emergency fund is not about growing your money or getting a great return. The emergency fund is there to ensure you have a way to deal with the unexpected things life's sure to throw at us. You know things don't always go as planned. What do you do if your refrigerator goes out? If you have a flat tire or you get laid off at your job? It's impossible to plan and budget for everything. The emergency fund needs to be there to ensure that you can deal with these issues without destroying your progress in other areas. In my life, one of the best feelings I had regarding finances when I first completed my emergency fund. For years, I was trying to invest in my business, real estate, retirement plans, but every time I'd turn around, something would come up, knock me down a peg or two. I can't overstate the emotional impact completing the emergency fund brought to our family. Financial anxieties melt away. You no longer have to worry about how you're going to pay the electric bill if a tree falls in your neighbor's yard and you have to pay to have it removed. I use this as an example because that actually happened to me. And I can tell you tree removal isn't cheap. Do yourself a favor, slow down, and get this together before moving on to investments. While your emergency fund money doesn't earn very much return, 
having one in place can make you a much better investor. As we previously discussed, investments are tools to use for different jobs in your financial plan. An emergency fund allows you to have the confidence that your long-term investments in the market can stay there for the long term. I always advise people to come into my advisory practice wanting to make an investment to wait until the emergency fund's been completed. Where will you go to get money if the unexpected happens? Let's face it, emergencies really aren't that unexpected. We've all lived life and we know things happen from time to time that wasn't in our original plans. You see the stock market as a long-term investment and can be very volatile, moving up and down 20% or more in a given year. What if the unexpected happens in a down year and you have no emergency fund? You'll be forced to sell your investments at a loss because you'll have no alternative. To add insult to injury, you'll also pay taxes and maybe a 10% penalty on your tax-deferred IRA money if you're younger than 59 and a half years old. Not having your emergency fund in place is an unforced and unavoidable error. As an investor, you're giving up all your control and placing it in the fate of the market. You have a much higher probability of winning in the markets if you control the time that you exit. If the market is down, why would you want to liquidate if you have the ability to wait out the volatility? Like so many issues that you face in your finances, the key is focusing on the things you control, planning properly by keeping the winning at wealth steps in order. Be the boss. Remember, you're in charge of your money. Money is under your control, and it will do exactly what you tell it to do. So what happens if you still have credit card debt? Should you pay off the debt, or should you contribute to your emergency fund? I believe it's wise to pay the minimum payments on your debts until you have a one month of household expenses in your emergency fund. For instance, if it takes $3,000 a month to pay your bills, then $3,000 should be your minimum target for your emergency fund. This money should be held someplace safe, but ideally not in your day-to-day -day checking account. You want this money to be accessible, but not without a little bit of effort. One of the benefits of the higher interest rates we've experienced over the last year is that there are many savings accounts and money market specials out there that can earn you a little bit of money while keeping it available to you. With one month's expenses set aside, now you should aggressively attack the consumer debts that you have. Don't worry about funding the rest of the emergency fund until these high interest debts are paid in full. If you happen to use some of your emergency fund before you've completed paying your debts, you should pause the additional debt repayment and again, fund back to the one month expense in your emergency fund. Ideally, after your consumer debts have been paid, you now should work to finish out your emergency fund with three to six months of household expenses. How do you know if you should save three months or six months before moving on to investments? Some of this is really up to your personal comfort level. It's okay to have different comfort levels than the people do around you. When working with clients, some feel much more comfortable having a little extra cash on hand. I'm fine with that as long as this doesn't become excessive. A little extra cash is one thing, but lazy money is not what we want to see. There are other factors that play into deciding the size of your emergency fund. If your job security or health is a concern, that certainly could be a reason to tilt towards a larger six-month emergency fund. Another reason to carry more cash in your financial plan is if your income is variable. If you work on commission and your paycheck swings wildly, that introduces uncertainty, which equates to risk in your financial life. It would be advisable to carry a larger emergency fund. If you have a larger family and more people are depending on you, 
You may also want to have closer to a six-month emergency fund. A young, healthy, single person with no children, it's probably okay to target the emergency fund closer to the three-month range. Again, there's no black and white, right or wrong answer to this question. You have to look at your circumstances and the risks that those may create and align that with your personal comfort level. After completing this step, you now should have a solid foundation to grow your wealth. By now, you understand how to view money and wealth. You're in control of your money and living within a budget that consistently creates savings and investment. You've built an emergency fund to deal with the unexpected things that life's sure to throw your way. And you're no longer captive to consumer debt and can direct your money to productive investments. Congratulations, you successfully completed the most challenging steps to winning at wealth. The next steps are relatively easy lifting in comparison. As you enter into the investment phase, this is where you'll begin to see the fruits of your hard work. Yes, the investments are where the wealth begins to be created, but it would not be possible to succeed here if you are not starting on the firm foundation that you've built. In future episodes, we'll explore different investments and account types and strategies to get your money growing. The investment arena creates lots of questions and uncertainty, but I can assure you it really isn't as complicated as it seems. Stick with me here at Winning at Wealth, and I'll walk you through the ins and outs and share examples to give you the confidence you need to succeed. You see people every day that are financially successful. They're not more intelligent than you are. They simply understand the rules of money. I'm here to share those rules with you. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Winning at Wealth podcast today. I'm John Burdett, your host, and I'd like to introduce you to the Winning at Wealth system. You can join the many others that have made the decision to take control of their financial life. You'll find resources and the support you need to write your own Winning at Wealth story. The Winning at Wealth system includes resources to answer questions on budgeting, debt management, savings, investments, insurance, real estate, and much more. You'll discover how money really works so you can have the proper perspective to make great financial decisions. The Winning at Wealth system also includes access to a private community and a monthly group Zoom with me. Take your Winning at Wealth step today for only $297 for the system and three-month access to the private community. Join at winningatwealth.com. Meanwhile, you can find me at Winning at Wealth Podcast on Instagram, and I'll be back to chat here next week. The preceding program is sponsored by Fourth Avenue Financial, which is solely responsible for its content. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Member, FINRA, SIPC. Investment advice offered through J.W. Cole Advisors. Fourth Avenue Financial, J.W. Cole Financial, and J.W. Cole Advisors are unaffiliated entities. The opinions expressed by John K. Burdett II should not be construed as specific investment, legal, or tax advice. All economic and performance information is historical and not indicative of future results. Investing may involve the risk of loss of principal. Any tax advice on this show is not intended to be used by any person for the purpose of avoiding U.S. federal or state tax penalties that may be imposed on such person, and each listener should seek advice from their tax advisor or legal counsel on topics that arise from the show. John K. Burdett II is not providing legal or tax advice. Nothing should be construed as a solicitation of an offer to buy securities.